Hello, everyone. Hello! Uh, my name is Matt Armando. And I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt and Emily! Hi, everybody. Hello. We're so happy you're here. I'm very happy. You know what? I just listened to a, a recent episode of ours, and I realized I sounded so sad and low energy in it. It's our Christmas episode. Like, the beginning. I think I get better. But oh, the okay. beginning, I kind of go like, hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I don't know how I sound in the, the one after that, which hasn't come out yet. I don't know. Um, but I'm, I'm going to be happier on this one. I was happy that one. I don't know why I sounded so sad. It was Christmas. It was over Christmas. So I'm going to sound extra excited today. <laughs> you sound super excited. Uh, welcome to TBD. We're going to bring our guest right on the show. Yep, yep, Please yep, 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 welcome yep. to the podcast stage. Comedian, writer, performer, is, does sketch and improv and things. Please welcome Megan Moore. Woo! Hi. Thanks for having me. Hello. Welcome. It's Thank good you. to be here. Been trying to get you as a guest for at least like seven months. <laughs> I've been trying to be a guest for seven months. <laughs> well, we're so happy that you're finally on the couch with us. Well, with me, Matt doesn't sit on the couch. I sit on a chair. That's it's nice to be on the couch with you and Matt on the chair. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it would be weird if we were all on the couch. We wouldn't be able to look at each other. No, that's why I sit here. We have a nice triangle going on. We can each dart our eyes around. It's a good it, isosceles triangle. You know? Yeah. I mean, if I sat on the edge of the couch, we could Actually, also make... it might make be a scalene triangle. Scalene uh, isosceles. It's, it's, it's not equilateral. No, isosceles has two equal sides. It's isosceles then. I think this is two equal sides. I think this knee is as close to Megan as this other knee is to you. Wow, this is great pod content. Um, My knees are pointing at them. <laughs> different. Each <laughs> each of them gets a different knee. We're all sitting kind of like knees pointing at the other people. Yeah. This is good. Anyways. I like this is good. This is good. Um. Well, welcome, Megan. You have been on a couple of improv teams with, with me. Yes. That's what brings you into the fold. That's what brings me into the fold. <laughs> you live down the street. That also brings me very much so into the fold. You walked here. It's raining. Ugh, it is raining. I had an umbrella. Uh-huh. That's like wilted, but I have an umbrella. I did not have an umbrella. My jacket's very wet. Oh. I know. I hung it on there. Um, vacuum cleaner. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. I don't want to put it on a chair. No, I no no. It was very respectful. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's fine. I mean, what's a little water, you guys? I don't know. A little water is a stream. A little bit more water is a river. Mm-hmm. More water than that is the ocean. Stream, river, ocean. Yep. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool, science. cool. Yeah, science. Um, Merry Christmas, everyone. It's the Thursday after Christmas. Happy holidays. Yeah, well, how are you guys doing after the holiday between the other holiday? I don't know. What was the best what was the best gift you guys got for Christmas? Um I'm getting a quip toothbrush and that's gonna be my best gift. Cool, cool. I already got it. oh sorry, please, Emily. Oh, I was also gonna say that um since it is um December twenty seventh, it's um nine days until my birthday. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's all. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. If we, another whole episode we can talk about your birthday <laughs> uh yeah megan have you gotten a christmas gift or you know it's already past christmas so we know if you've gotten any gifts you've already gotten them 
Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so I got a gift that was early. I got it two weeks ago. And it was a blow dryer that has a round brush on the Ooh. on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's totally crazy. I can't recommend it enough. I call it my new favorite tool. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. That's nice. Does it make your head warm? Um, yeah, it's similar <laughs> to that of like a blow dryer. Well, like, like, is it more like directed at like a specific spot because of the, the, the understood? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, there's more concentrated heat yes. on particular parts of my hair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like laser precision. Exactly. Blow drying. <laughs> Sometimes when I go to the, when I get my hair cut. They they have like one of those blow dryers that has like the 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 focuser. I don't know what that's called, but like how it makes the stream go, like it, it it's a funnel, like it funnels <laughs> the hot air more directly at your um your head. <laughs> the the focuser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's what my hair dresser calls it. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever asked them what it is? Do you know what it is? No. I, I'm gonna assume it's the focuser. <laughs> no, I think that's good. I think that that's the right assumption. Um. I mean, it's already unified because it's only one thing of air. <laughs> so it's not the unifier. <laughs> sure, no. It's like a, in video game terms, it's like a charge shot. If you're like charge up your weapon. <laughs> I hate blow drying my hair. I've done it three times in the past three years. And each one of those is um, related to picture day at school. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would have had no idea. Your hair is always so straight. And consistent throughout. It's very consistent. That's why I can get away with it. But Ugh. I hate I hate it. It takes so long. I'd rather sleep for that time. Mm. Absolutely. Some, sometimes I blow dry my hair, but it only takes like 10 seconds. Yeah, don't even get me started. <laughs> yeah, about 10 seconds. Depends on how much uh, up I want on my, when my hair is going above my forehead. To get it more up, you need to blow dry it. I did not blow dry today, so if this looks fine... Maybe I don't need to ever do it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not convinced you ever need to do it. I don't know. I I get my hair cut like that, and then he does it, and then I think, oh, I should do what they do at my where I get my hair cut. Well, they're magic. Um, I mean, I do believe that they're they are very good at it because I try to replicate what they do, and I never look I never look as good as I do on haircut day. (laughs) Well, yeah, they're magic. Yeah. Yeah. Wizards are actually just infiltrating Muggle culture through hairdressers. Interesting. Making our hair better. Interesting. Already an episode about Harry Potter. Uh, we also had an episode about haircuts in the in our in our past. We've talked about haircuts. Uh, can't remember what episode that was, but we had a haircuts episode. This one Zuby was on. Yeah. Yeah. Check that one out in the archives. What was her topic? Do you remember? I'm trying to remember. I, I do remember know. These. Um, haircuts and. R.L. Stein. Oh, R.L. Stein. Yes, I remembered it. <laughs> um, yeah, I need to get a haircut. Fun. I'll do it when I'm home. You know, but this episode is not about haircuts. <laughs> Could be, but it's not. Uh, probably not. I have no idea what Megan's topic is going to be, but it is not probably haircuts. <laughs> is it haircuts? <laughs> it's not. You haircuts. gave me a look. I know. Be, that'd be quite a coincidence. Quite blowouts. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even in the hair domain. Okay. Wow, okay. no hair at all. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. We'll try to connect the so dots. So no mammals. No mammals. <laughs> no, no mammals. It's it's like a concept. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll try to tie it into hair later we'll, when we get to it, but let's not go there yet. <laughs> that sounds great. Um, 
Should we explain slightly what our podcast is about or should we not even bother this time? I think we should just move on. Let's move on. Let's go to Tea Talk. Tea Talk. Tea Talk, Tea Talk, Tea Talk, Tea Talk. This week on the podcast, Megan very graciously as her guest brought us a tea. You brought us we tea. It doesn't always happen and we love it when it does. Megan, do you want to tell us about the tea? Um, I can tell you a little I can, bit. I can about... give you this bag and you can. <laughs> That's perfect. Thank you. Read off of it. <laughs> so it's from the Tea Spot, which is from Boulder, Colorado. I think the person that opened this store had cancer and then started to do research into like different healing properties of tea and then made tea based on that. When I say I think, I mean, I think all of that. No part of that is confirmed. Um, it's called Meditative Mind. It's white tea, jasmine, pearl, green tea, rosebuds, and petals. Okay. Fantastic. It's loose leaf. Loose leaf. It, it, it's very good. The packaging is very cute. Um, I'll throw it on. We'll throw it on the gram. We'll throw it on the gram. Speaking of, can I have that package? I'm just going to take a picture of it because I always heave it back. Thank you for the did, heaving. I always try to take pictures of them and then I rarely remember. <laughs> um, did you buy this tea or did someone buy it for you? Um, great question, Emily. Thanks. My mother bought it for me and she got me like a whole collection of Ooh. teas and then sent me a steeping cup, like a mug. Oh. And the, I know. Does it look like the one on the package? It does. I have one kind of like this too, although mine doesn't have a handle. Oh, okay. Mine does have a handle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I've been making my way through this tea for a while. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, what's I mean? Have we have we all tried it? I ask, even though I have not had a sip yet. <laughs> I've I've tried it. Um, um, so the flavors are: it's a white tea, a jasmine, pearl, green tea, rose petals, and buds. Do you taste the rose petals? I I think I taste the rose petals. <laughs> I think I do too. I just wanted. To- yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel uh, like it's like that test when people are like, do you taste the bark in the wine? I'm like, ah, it's oaky. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. are trying to trick you. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> on my own tea. Uh, should have known. Um, um, <laughs> I don't know what the difference um, in flavor between rose buds and rose petals is supposed to be. I'll say that. It tastes like rose. Fair. Fair. I mean, I think a bud is just more a, a concentrated amount of petals yeah right yeah but you can just like it's a pre-petal it's like a yeah it's like a fetus of a petal the bud is it hasn't now it hasn't opened but now flowers like can open and close right like do roses like close back do they close back into a bud i don't think think so so. it just is always open i think yeah because some flowers close but I mean, I, do roses just not do it because they're already like clipped off? Like if it was on a bush, would it like close back up? I, mean, I feel like they're too. There's too many petals. They like open up and then they get bigger, and then they fall off. If you're a rose scientist, but some flowers do close. Some flowers do close. If you're a rose scientist, we're gonna need some information from you. Yeah. Also, I'd say a bud has more like of the like nectar and that kind of stuff, right? I, I mean, I do wonder. This is like maybe a general flower thing. If things start as a bud, then they flower and then they're petals, but then it closes, but it doesn't technically close back to bud status. It just closes to like, it just closed petals or a closed flower. This makes sense. It (laughs) does. It it comes back the next season. Is that your, in this hypothesis? Some flowers do this like overnight, like 
during the day they open and at night they'll close i don't know what makes i don't know which flowers specifically this happens with but i just have seen it like in my parents yard before (laughs) i guess is the only example i have is this one specific orange flower they used to have in my backyard huh and they would close at night i'm not a i'm not a botanist is that the correct Yeah. yeah um none of us are sadly um but we all are drinking tea right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Megan, I want to take this moment to ask you, what's your relationship to tea? Like, when did you start drinking it? How often do you drink it? Um, yeah. <laughs> so I think that it followed the journey of my relationship with yoga, probably. Okay. So in high school, I didn't care for it. And then in college, I took one yoga class I suspect around that time probably started drinking tea and then over the years have grown to love it even more. Um, yeah. That's beautiful. Megan and I have had tea together before a few different, on a few occasions at your apartment. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yes, this is true. I like to have people like have tea at my place. That sounds wonderful. We we had it like two in the morning one time. Oh, yeah. At a certain point when I can't drink anymore, I'm like, let's switch to tea. Let's all drink tea. It was very, very late. And we were like, and it's like, does anyone want tea? And I was like, this is a weird time to have tea. But yes. But yes. I want tea. <laughs> uh, I think I also, I, you said the yoga thing. I never really put that together, but um, I don't really do much yoga anymore. But when I was really into it, I feel like that was the beginning of me really going hard on tea. Like, I probably drank tea before that, but not as much. There's got to be a correlation. Yeah, might be. I still like yoga and tea. I just don't do yoga as much because the place I used to go closed. Mm. (laughs) Pout, pout. (laughs) Pout, pout fish with a pout, pout face. That's a kid's book. What is that? (laughs) Kids book. (laughs) Um, Have you been to the tea spot? I think it's more like a warehouse than anything. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're getting tea to the masses. Did you mention on the pod that it's it's from Boulder? I did. Okay. I know you said it to me it's earlier. It's from Boulder. Are Boulder. you from Boulder or was your mom just there? Um, I'm from Louisville, which is a suburb in Boulder County. Okay. Um, so I'm from Boulder, basically. Right. Um. <laughs> I taste the jasmine and the rose. That's what I taste the most. Jasmine is also a flower. Very flowery tea. Yeah. Um, Matt, do you think it's time? Yeah, I think we can. Uh, yeah, let's talk. Let's do it. Do you want me to start it or do you want to? St- oh, what are you doing? Um, oh, you're going to. Getting the packaging. Oh, to read it? Yeah. Oh, here it is. Go ahead. Read away. Okay, Megan, this is the most important question we'll ask you. Oh, sure. Are you prepared? Yeah. Um, just, just buckle up. Okay. Okay. Is this meditative mind tea from the tea spot in Boulder, Colorado? Um, <laughs> With the, it's a white tea with jasmine pearl green tea with rosebuds and petals. Um, would you describe this as your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Oh, wow. Um, I know it's really important. Yeah. I think I would describe it as my cup of tea. Um, yeah, yes. <laughs> Good. Yeah. That's all you have to say. That's all you have to say. You can elaborate if you want. But you can. You don't have to. You can say why, but you don't have to. Um... No, I think it's just my cup of tea. I think it's that's it. That's okay, it. Good. That's beautiful. Um, Matt. Yes, Emily. Um, how are you today? 
Oh, I'm doing fine. Okay, now doing I have good. an important question for you. Yeah. Um, is this meditative mind tea from the Tea Spot in Boulder, Colorado? Um, would you describe it as your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? You had a real long pause in there, like you. I know. I was hoping ba- you were going to interrupt me. Bait me to bait me to interrupt you. Um, I like um, I like jasmine tea a lot. First, I like jasmine tea a lot. Second, I like white tea a lot. Third, I like rose flavors in my things. So you know what? This is my cup of tea. Oh my gosh. It's a real triple thread of things I like. <laughs> two out of two. Two out of two? Uh, oh, okay. Three out of three flavors I like. Two out of two people in yes. the room. Yeah. I just want to... Emily nah. Riggins. Nah. Co-host. <laughs> this is yes, a, co-host. the simplest, simplest question ever to ask, but for some reason we can't just ask it. But I'm going to try my best. Is this... Uh, meditative what meditative what mind meditative mind i'm not gonna read the whole thing is this meditative mind tea your cup of tea or is it not your cup of tea that's a great question i'm gonna first say i did not tell you what the name was because i don't want you to yell at me about interrupting you Mm. (laughs) i kept i kept my helpful information my health myself to myself technically i hadn't started the question part so still it's too close um Two. So this is tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's a good start. Uh, um, in- this is tea. It's a very interesting tea. <laughs> it is still tea. Get your words out. <laughs> I'm gonna say what I want to say. Okay. Um, okay. But, um, I I like white tea. It's a new thing I that I like. Um, I like rose tea. I think it's a good tea. It's my <gasps> cup of tea. Wow! I was nervous. You, you seemed know. hesitant at the top. Emily can be weird if it's not a black tea. So you never know with her. It's a real oh. wild card. No, it has nice flavors. Good. I think, I think I'm bringing her to the, the dark side of white tea. <laughs> I also think sometimes with green teas, although this is not true of white teas because I don't think I've ever had them without flavoring, is that the green teas and other herbal teas, they can, sometimes they can just be a little bland. Like they're not, a lot of, they're not packed with flavor. But this one is packed with flavor. Yeah. It's, it's a flavor punch. Yep. It is. We even videotaped it being steeped because it looks so cool. <laughs> petals opening up and et cetera. Petals becoming buds, buds becoming petals, et cetera. <laughs> it's a real transformative process. <laughs> <sighs> three for three, my cup of tea. I think that brings tea talk to a close. Tea talk done. Tea talk done. If you want to know what it looks like, you go look on our Instagram because we did not talk about what it looks like. Oh, yeah. But T-Talk is complete, so we cannot go backwards in time. No, not at all. Okay, cool. Megan, it's time for you to have the spotlight put on to to you. All the other stuff didn't matter matter before. Okay. It's all bullshit. This is a real moment. Yeah. Megan, what did you bring us on this fine week as a topic for us to discuss? Okay, so it's more of like a concept than it is of a literal thing. So just kind of take that with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. I To give you context, last night I finished a TV show mm-hmm. that I've been working on for several months. Okay. Okay. And so the topic of this TBD episode is the endings of stories and how Ooh. do you know when to end a story? Ooh. Ooh. I like it. What TV show did you just finish? It's called Please Like Me. 
it came out a few years ago. It's an Australian, like, dark comedy. Um, and Josh Gadsby, the stand-up from Nanette, uh, she's kind of, like, one of the characters in it. Um, and Josh Thomas's character is, like, uh, it starts out with him coming out. And then it's kind of just, like, largely his story over the course of four seasons. Interesting. Okay. Did you like the ending? So <laughs> I would say the ending kind of was in two episodes. I think they found out last minute that they're, or at least pretty late in the season, that they weren't going to have an- another season. Because in the second to last episode, the, his mother kills herself, which you kind of aren't shocked by. But then the series of events that they need to close the entire series in the next episode was like rapid fire. Like I feel like nothing happened that was at any kind of normal cadence in relation to the rest of the show because they were trying to tie up so many loose ends. Mm. Hmm. Do you know, was it a, was it like, I don't know this show. Was it like a popular show or was it not so much? Um, It was pretty popular in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, It has a hundred percent of Rotten Tomatoes. So it's like, I, I think it was well received. I think it just, uh, you know, shows just get canceled. My shows yeah. get canceled. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I mean, I used to watch like Arrested Development when it was like first on TV and it was like the amazing comedy that it was. And then Fox just cancels it. And then they like brought it back for a third season because like DVD sales did really well. And they canceled it again. And then it had to come back on like Netflix like 10 years later what it could have been if it had just been a show that got like five seasons all right up front (laughs) yeah how did it end when you first i haven't seen like all of arrested development how did it end before it got canceled the first time um it's a good question uh i mean they kept like uh i mean i guess like season three like the running joke the whole season is like that the show is going to get canceled (laughs) so like they have like these sort of like, you know, I guess like they're they're like fourth wall breaking jokes kind of, but they work in universe too, where they had like the save our Bluths campaign. So uh. they're like, but they're like saying like save our family. But really what they're saying is like save our TV show. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, there was there was like even jokes where they were like they were doing like puns based on like, oh, who do you think can save the Bluths? And I'm, I'm not I'm not going to be able to quote this right, but it was like. I don't know. Is it is it Showtime? No, it's not Showtime or something. Could it be Fox? Uh, could it be Fox? Like, and they're like listing like the names of networks, but they're using them. There's like double entendres of how they're using them in the show, but they're like shouting out other television channels that might pick up their show. That's incredible. <laughs> um, yeah, I think on Netflix it's sort of. I mean, I think the show is well. Supposedly there are more episodes coming out that they've already filmed, but so the rumor is that they're not going to film anymore. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know how, if it's like an end with any finality, but I know like basically every season of that show kind of ended in a way where you could conceivably be be like, it's over. Mm -hmm. Like the first episode of every new season is kind of like resetting the show back to them all being together. Yeah. 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 Um, even after season one, Michael, the lead guy leaves he's like that's it i'm done with the family but then like the first episode of season two is like hi guys i'm back and it becomes like a running joke that he always like comes back to the family (laughs) uh so i assume they'll end it like that and it's open-ended 
So I guess, the, yeah, I don't know. They always knew they, they basically kept writing their endings in this way where they're like, who knows? We won't be back. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't watch the rest of, well, I've seen a few episodes, but I didn't really watch it. Um, but I know ugh, canceling shows is so sad because it's cutting off. It's like stopping a book right in the middle. It's crazy. Yeah. It's totally crazy. What's a show that you like that got canceled? Um, Oh God, I don't know. Um, I feel like pushing daisies, but I didn't watch the last few episodes. Oh, Timeless got canceled, but then they, they're making a movie to finish it up because I think enough people like wrote in to say, you need to finish your story. That's what happened with like Firefly. Yeah. That show that they made a movie called Serenity, which I never watched the TV show, but I watched the movie <laughs> and a lot of it didn't make very much sense to me. <laughs> um, Yeah, but I loved Timeless and it the, the second season finale was like a big old cliffhanger that like, like... It involved like, I mean, the whole show involves time travel, but people came back and someone had died and they were going to go save him. And they just, then it got canceled. But then they are making a movie that's supposed to come out in like a couple of weeks. It might already be out by the time this episode airs. <laughs> Holy shit. It's very good. I don't love time travel, but it like deals with the consequences of time travel. And like it acknowledges that the smallest thing could change everything. Are you going to watch the movie? Oh, 100%. Good. <laughs> Support that movie. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Maybe you'll get your ending. I hope so. <laughs> It'd be really funny if they left that on a cliffhanger. <laughs> and they're like, there's no sequel. <laughs> well, after the first season, they had been canceled. But then so many people wrote back that they got a second season. You know, I'm Family Guy. When it first aired, Family Guy lasted like one or two seasons. And then it canceled. And now it's back on. And it's been on for like 20 years <laughs> or whatever. Or not that long, but... Yeah, actually, probably about 20 years. It came on in like 98 or something. And it got canceled. And then, yeah, it's been on forever. It's weird to think of a of a universe where Family Guy only lasted two seasons. Yeah, that's that's unbelievable. So I was so afraid of shows ending that until a few months ago, I had never finished an entire series of a TV show before. Wow. Wow. What are some things you've... What are some things you've never finished? Like like TV shows, people are like, you've never finished whatever? Um, I mean, like I still leave a few episodes. I don't know which ones they are, but I watch it sporadically enough that it's like I've seen probably 90% of The Office. I've seen like <laughs> 90% of Parks and Rec. Um, like I loved Lady Dynamite. I didn't finish it because I knew that it was canceled after the second season, so I was too nervous to have finished it. Yeah. But the office is not canceled. <laughs> or like it just ended. Like it it were, it were cancel or not cancel. When I knew that there was a finite number of episodes, I would not watch all of them. You like shows that just keep going. I or wrap up. I like to think that there could be like an infinite future with mm-hmm. it. And so by not having seen all of them I get to kind of like hope that there's something out yeah. there. It took me forever to finish the t- television show Happy Endings because I knew there's only like three episodes left. So I'd watch one like every like four months. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's very interesting. Very interesting. Megan, do you uh, f- in, uh, 
setup question, and I might have follow up questions. Do you, are you into Star Wars? Um, no. Okay. Then I'm I have not. No I'm not questions. not into Star Wars. I just like couldn't speak to it at all, um, and haven't really seen it, <laughs> etc. I will just explain why I asked, and then I'm not expecting further. I mean, we can talk about this, but because you're not like into it, we don't really have to get get into this aspect of it. But I think there's so you know they made the three original Star Wars movies and then they made the prequel movies and those like conceptually make sense. They're, they're not great movies, but it sort of makes sense to go like into the, <clears throat> the past to, to make, to fill out, fill out the world. But then, you know, just recently they started making these sequel movies. So they made like a sequel trilogy. And what, one thing that I, one way that I think about them is sort of like, if you watched the original three movies from the seventies and eighties, they end, you know, it, it basically says like, uh, the good guys won, the bad guys lost movies are over. And the new movies that they've recently been making says, you know, it's sort of rewriting that and saying like, Oh, actually, as it turns out, um, everything did not work out. Okay. And we've been still in civil war for the past 30 years or something. And I find, I find it, I, um, it's taken me a lot of soul searching, but I realize that like that's one of the reasons I'm not crazy about the new trilogy is because I, it kind of makes me sad to find out that things didn't work out okay for our heroes in the original movies. So it sounds like you guys are are pro them making movies <laughs> into infinity, <laughs> where like I actually do appreciate like the finality of those stories. Interesting. Are um, are the sequels? Uh, like, do they not feel true with respect to how the previous movie ended? So it's almost like they're forcing a new reality that doesn't merge with, like, doesn't mesh with the previous reality. I mean, it, it makes sense in a, in in some ways, um, and uh, I think in um, I think to me it's just like it almost is like the more realistic way, like the the so the uh, episode six, uh, Return of the Jedi, like it ends with them like winning and like it's this big euphoric moment that i think you're supposed to feel like is the end of the war but like the new movies sort of take this like twist on it that's like well why would that be the end of the war like wouldn't the war technically still keep going that's just like the end of a chapter of the war Interesting. and so i think that's like what people would say like oh this is actually more true to life not all things have to have happy endings etc cetera, etc cetera. <laughs> although i'd be shocked if the next movie in these three doesn't also have a happy ending so therefore sure it's like they kind of give us three movies and then there's a happy ending and then they're gonna go like we have to keep going and then keep having happy endings at the end of them uh so i guess i just feel i feel like in my heart i'm like i want the characters at the end of return of the jedi to like live happily ever after but if you see these movies you find out oh they did not live happily ever after in fact they're probably sadder than they ever were (laughs) like um (laughs) They're all very sad characters, and like everyone comes back, and they're all super sad except for Chewbacca. He seems still pretty chipper, and also C three PO seems like he's doing okay too. <laughs> um, so I mean, I think it just depends. I think on on the thing, because like for me, my greatest love in this entire world is Harry Potter, and I refuse to read Cursed Child because I don't want it to change the way I feel about the main story. Uh huh. Um. And also, it wasn't written by her. It was just um, 
approved and was written by other people so it's just glorified fan fiction <sighs> hey you know it sort of sounds like the sequel movies of star wars that were not written by george lucas and um uh, yeah but and then like in the fantastic beast movies which the first one i like really enjoyed because the nifflers were so cute and the second one i can't say i disliked it just it like if it's not done properly from here on out it kind of ruins established canon or, like, just changes it so you can never look at it the same. Sure. Um, and that makes me very nervous. And I kind of just feel like there should be an end to that story. And This is how I feel with Star Wars. You can't think of the characters the same way. <laughs> and if she, like, really wants to keep writing them, like, of course I'll support them except for Cursed Child. Um, I just think she should go back way in time. Like, way, way in time. Oh, like, pre-Harry Potter era. Yeah, like... The founders, like the Hogwarts founders era. Oh, cool. Where pretty much whatever they do, it doesn't change. Interesting. Yeah. But I also think, and so your your topic is ending of stories and how do you know when a story is over? Yeah. Have you watched a TV show or a book series that just goes on too long? Um. Hmm. Have I seen a TV show or movie or or... I mean, a lot of movies go on too long. All movies go on too long. (laughs) Every single movie could be cut by 45 minutes. That's harsh for all those 90 minute movies. (laughs) Yep. Cut them down. Slash it in half. (laughs) That's terrifying. Um... Movies that go on too long. Yeah, that's. um... I mostly think of TV shows. Yeah. Like The Simpsons to me is that. Like I I loved The Simpsons and still do seasons like 1 through uh through it being okay to watch is like season like 13 or 14. But now they're on like season 30 and I haven't seen an episode in like I haven't seen a new episode in like 15 years and I just wish the show was over. <laughs> um and it's it's so weird cuz so, so much of my life I identify with The Simpsons, but I have only seen I've seen less than half of them at this point in its run. <laughs> That's, and there's a Homer Simpson behind Matt's shoulder in a tin. Yeah, there's a lot. And all these Legos over here are Simpsons related. And I have a lot of Simpsons things in my apartment. It's a quickie mart up here. Those are Star Wars, but these <laughs> up here are, are Star <laughs> Yeah, I think I just stop watching. I think I just don't like the idea of something going off the rails. Kind of like the way that you feel about Cursed Child, but it doesn't even just have to be like fan fiction or yeah like it it could just be that i know that there's an ending and i don't have the ability to be able to kind of keep going along with the ride because i know the ride's gonna end so i just don't let it end yeah but yeah i don't think i've watched any shows and keep watching if it's too long right it's like the walking dead isn't that a show like so many people abandoned yeah i never really watched it i watched the first few seasons and stopped watching isn't that like that's like the story of that show is like yeah People, I I liked it for a while, and then I stopped. I'm trying to think of shows that I felt like went on too long. I mean, so many of the like network TV shows could have ended much more. Like, I loved Bones, but I think it probably could have ended sooner. I haven't watched the ending of it because it just kind of it becomes the same, same, right. same, 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 think, same, same. I think it takes like a so like it takes like it's kind of funny that we like take it for granted that like we get upset when a TV show gets canceled. But like sometimes it's actually 
like the people who make the show just will, would keep making it otherwise. I think the optimal thing is that a TV show gets announced for a final season. Like that's the best scenario because then they actually get to write that final season as if it's the end. But so many TV shows don't even get that luxury. It's like they find yeah. out like how you were saying that that show. Uh, what was the name of the show? Please Like Me. Please Like Me. How they rushed it in like the last two episodes. And and the converse of that like is a show that goes on too long. Like I do think The Office probably went on like a season or two too long. Like it was still like a fine show, but it was like a, a big dip from like previous seasons. And I feel like when they did end it, you know, they got to end it on their terms, but also like, you know, maybe one less season would have been a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a similar thoughts about like Mad Men, which I think is a very good show, but maybe went on a season. Even the final season is like is like a good season, but like the previous seasons to me are like great seasons of television. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, I think, I mean, Parks and Rec, I loved the last season, but I know a lot of people didn't. Um, I think it wrapped it up nicely and made you feel like happy for all the characters. Yeah, well, but. imagine we'd have a, a sequel 30 years later where everyone's miserable. The Empire is back. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I know. I, did you guys ever watch Will and Grace? Not extensively enough to be able to like have the excitement behind the reunion. Well, so I watched it, but I the first, the original series ends where Will and Grace are no longer friends. But then oh. they, they're children end up getting married and they find each other again. And that's how it ends. Like years later, they find each other again. On the same I had no idea. season? Like, or is it actually This is like the final episode. So, okay. You so see them like, like you forward. see them. Okay. Got it, got it. I believe that's how it goes. Kind of like Parks and Recreation. Yes. Where they, they do fast forward. Yes. And, uh, Leslie wins the presidency. Yeah. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't um, seen that episode. <laughs> It's, the last, the last it's episode. It's also of, it's, it's like unclear super... if that is exactly what's happening. I'm sorry if I spoiled it for you. That's just how it's interpreted. It's super weird because like it's they're in like yeah because like they super fast forward and then they're like yeah it's just like ran it's just like it feels like they're just <laughs> it's good I guess but like it does feel like they're just trying to hit a bunch of like endings and they're like and this is what happened to this person this is what happened here and uh, isn't Sean Hamm in that episode too my Jesus. madman <laughs> I don't fellow. remember. I think he is. I could be wrong. Um, but the new series starts out and they just like forget that that last episode happens. Like they don't have kids. They oh, were never back. not friends. Huh. They just like erased the ending. And the creator <laughs> said it's because they didn't want to deal with like they wanted to do Will and Grace now. And like. It's kind of like uh, Roseanne. And that really bothered me. Like. So I, I haven't watched the reboot because it bothered me. It bothered you that they neglected what they chose or it bothered you that they did what they did before or just that they ignored what they'd already written okay yeah yeah some of that stuff like when you're just dealing with like sitcoms or whatever like they don't really care seem it doesn't seem like they care that much (laughs) they just write whatever they want i was roseanne like when that got rebooted and before it got canceled again um the original show um the husband dan dies of a heart attack and when they brought the show back, they just were like, never mind. <laughs> and they brought him back. <laughs> but I think people are more forgiving of those big type of changes than than maybe this group of people is. Because if I feel like I see that actually kind of frequently where they'll just kind of like make a big choice to 
change the reality that was already created Mm -hmm. to serve the story. And as long as people are kind of like excited about where the story is heading, they're fine with kind of brushing those details like behind them. Yeah. I think that's true. It just still bothers me. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's just weird. It's sometimes it's weird because you're like, Oh, ignore, ignore that thing we already told you (laughs) or whatever. Yeah. Um, but so, like you're like a new say you're new fucking showrunner or like a new group of writers or something like that or like you know mix up like why would you want to be hamstrung by the choices that someone else made for the tv show that you didn't agree with at the time yeah like i could totally see how it would take on a new form if you did it years later or whatever yeah i mean sometimes it happens on shows like season to season like he's like you were saying like showrunners can just change like that and even then they'll be like oh i want this show to be tonally like slightly different than it was yeah um i feel like that happens a lot on like the the marvel netflix shows like they'll have like slight tonal changes but it's like because there's a new showrunner so like the character acts like in a different way um or a lot of action a lot of action series like they do change showrunners like every season or something um or sometimes it's just directors i think that's another action thing like I watch one of my favorite shows is Agents of Shield, uh, mm-hmm. which has not ended yet, but was rumored to have en- was it was it, every year it's like sort of on the chopping block of whether it's going to like return or not. So every like the first like three or four seasons, it, it they ended on cliffhangers, but then like the last few seasons they have not really ended on cliffhangers, or well, no, last year it did. Last year it did. This year, uh, it had it ends on sort of like a half. It it definitely could have been the last episode ever, but then they announced, "Oh, we are doing another season." <laughs> um, so they ended it with uh, some sort of uh, finality. Although we'll see. I hear it's gonna. I hear the ending might tie into um, uh, Captain Marvel and the next Avengers movie. So we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> that was the most giddy I've ever heard you. <laughs> I, I love it. I love Agents of Shield so much. It makes me so happy, and I'm going to be so mad when it finally does like have its last episode because that's like. I would say that is the show I I look the most forward to every year, like the new season starting. What would your ideal ending to that show look like? Oh, well, never ending, obviously. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, I mean, well, here's a weird... Here's, so, like, if for people who are really into, like, the Marvel TV shows, um, so, like, any of the ones on Netflix, or there's also... There's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and then there's um, Hulu has one that I'm forgetting the name of. And there's also one on, um, oh, uh, the one on on, uh, Hulu is called Marvel's Runaways. Um, Isn't there the Peggy Carter agent? There's the Agent Carter show that uh, that got canceled like a few years ago. Um, (laughs) That only lasted like two seasons. That was pretty good, although I never saw this. Actually, to go, I'm going to jump back and then come back to my point. I did not watch the second season of Agent Carter because I already knew it had gotten canceled and that like made me less interested in watching it. Oh. Uh, but the first season of that is really good. Um, and then there's another show on Freeform that I've never watched. It's called like Cloak and Dagger. Anyways, these are all the the, the Marvel TV shows. And, um, you know, there's all the Marvel movies and all, you know, Captain America will like appear in, you know, the Thor movie or like, you know, they they all those big actors like cross over into each other's movies. Um, and actually even the smaller characters will cross over and, but they never have the TV characters appear in the movies and they've like kept, they've they've been kept very divided. And 
it's strange because um you know there's there's living in the same like film universe so they could potentially cross over they just never have so what would my ideal ending be it would be the agents of shield finally appearing in like one of the the big movies and i don't even think they need like i don't require them to dedicate all a whole bunch of time in the movie to explain these characters to the audience or whatever like just let the show end with some sort of thing about how they're going to go fight whatever the big bad guy is and then show them on screen doing it or whatever and then they can have their sort of like ending or whatever (laughs) but i'd love to see them integrated into the the film somehow okay okay that's fair yeah um what is a tv show that you have finished that you thought it was just a great ending this is for matt and megan or you look forward to the ending has Megan ever seen the end of a TV show? That's my first Yeah. Question. Um, she just finished Please Like Me. Oh, well, that one. And yeah. then before that, this is the first TV show I ever ended. And there were two seasons. It's Togetherness. Um, like Duplass Brothers show that's oh, on. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's on HBO. Um, I was like uh, sobbing. I think that that's the word to use. Um, it was phenomenal. Uh I mean, that's how I felt about the whole second season. Um, but basically, w- am I allowed to give spoilers? I already did about Parks and Rec, and I yeah. feel bad about it. I mean, we, you've had time. I've had time. People have had time. We don't feel bad about spoilers. Our, our position on the show is that spoilers aren't a big deal. Okay, great. <laughs> um, well, I really want you guys to watch this if you haven't. But basically, this couple has been having difficulties like the entire like since the beginning they're just kind of not seeing eye to eye they have little kids and they're just kind of have different priorities they're in different stages of their lives so you can tell and it's like the wife has an affair with this guy that she has like this great chemistry with and then her husband's just been kind of like a shithead and then he finally like gets together and is like i'm gonna be there for you and then she tells him that he had an affair and then they get separated and then it's like like they're just kind of in their different planes and the dad's kind of whatever. Okay. So this is developing as the second season goes along. And then this show ended with like the mom was trying to help fundraise this charter school and like get it off the ground. And it's like, she's having the rivalry with this woman who's going to have it into this like French posh, posh school, whatever. And then ultimately they convince people to vote for the school by having this like big art event, which kind of feeds into the husband's interest. And then they win the vote, they get the charter school. And then like the husband's just like, can I come home? And like, that's the end of the second, like that's the end of the show is like, they finally are together again because mm-hmm. they were so out of sync for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like, so I loved that ending, mm-hmm. um, but I could have watched that show for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry they didn't bring it back for a third season. It's okay. It's a, now I'm moving on to Room 104. Oh, I've heard good things about it. It's interesting. It's I mean, it's not the same thing, but I'll watch anything that those brothers will make. Yeah. Um, but it was a very like to speak to the ending of Togetherness. It was just kind of something that you... It's kind of like the Ross and Rachel. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, well, they won't they? <laughs> but you really did believe their separation. And you were like, I actually don't know if they can like, feel comfortable enough and the timing be right for that to actually work out. 
So that was my favorite ending of a thing. Right. Matt. Uh, first, I'll say my least favorite ending is that they canceled Daredevil on a cliffhanger. <laughs> and I mean, the show it did end. It, it ended in a way where it's like, okay, well, maybe nothing's going to happen. But they did. There is like one like cliffhanger at the end where you're like, damn it. <laughs> I'll never get to see that like cliffhanger uh, come out. Um, but I'd say, I'd say the, I'd say the, the show that I think started, the, started great, the middle was great and ended great and appropriately is uh, Breaking Bad, which is maybe a cliche answer for that. <laughs> but it's like a really, it's just like front to back, just such a great show. And it ends on like some like pretty good, uh, finality, <laughs> um, where there's like, you know, this, the way they decided to like spin off the show was to do a prequel about one of the side characters and not like extend the show beyond its time of existence. Yeah. Better Call Saul is like a prequel to Breaking Bad. Um, but yeah, I'd say Breaking Bad is the one that like it doesn't really I mean, you could it's arguable what's the, the best season of the show, but I feel like it doesn't really slow down. Like even Mad Men ends really good, I think. But the show maybe went on one extra season or whatever Interesting. but breaking bad is great what's your favorite ending emily i'm thinking so i really the i really loved the last episode of the americans um it ended true to the show where um the two leads were together but that's really all they had left was each other um wow that's all i'll say <laughs> that's not really a spoiler i don't think i thought it was a really beautiful last episode and it had a beautiful moment at the end it was also very sad and they didn't get everything that they wanted and they shouldn't have because they were truly terrible people hey it's like the ending of breaking bad yeah not a great person <laughs> things ended better than they could have but ultimately um you know walter is a is a villain <laughs> Um, yeah, and he's the protagonist and also the villain. <laughs> um, Philip and Elizabeth and the Americans, they like have the conversation they need to have with Stan. Um, it's just a good episode. I cried a lot during it. Um, oh, another series that ended really well and perfect was the original Star Wars movies and they never needed a man. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> a lot of people, I'm not acknowledging that. <laughs> Um, a lot of people did not like the final chapter of Harry Potter, which is 19 years later. I liked it because I like a glimpse into the future. Although I thought, I mean, it could have ended without that and it still would have been a really beautiful ending. This is in the books? Yeah, in Deathly Hallows. And the, the last, last the last chapter of the last book is, is a flash forward? Yeah. yeah. 19 it's, years later. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. In the movie, they age them up. Yeah, which was odd. Yeah. And they and they, they tried. oh and they put it in the movie too. Yeah, they did. They should have just done a movie nineteen years later and been like, "Well, that's Cursed Child." <laughs> they sh- like in the real world should have waited nineteen years. Whoa. <laughs> that's what I would have done and get sure got the whole cast back. Let's say there, uh, there's like there might be like a Kill Bill Volume Three. I don't know if this is still even a, a real thing that might happen, but in the first Kill Bill movie, so the first. Kill Bill is volume one and two, and they were like filmed at the same time and they released, I want to say like six months apart from each other. Mm-hmm. And there is a version that there's like a, there's like a four hour long version of it. That's both movies mashed together. Um, but in the first one, 
Have you guys seen Kill Bill? Either parts. Parts? No. no. Uh, so it's Uma Thurman. Uh, I'll just briefly go over it. She is... Um, she plays the character, the bride who her name is a uh, secret for most of the movies. And then, um, uh, she is like attempted to be killed. This is how the beginning of the movie is that she's like on her wedding day is, uh, they attempt to murder her and they think they have murdered her, but she ends up living. And oh. you, the movie starts with like her in the hospital, like recovering from, a, she's been in a coma for a long time or whatever. But, as it turns out, and this is none of none of this is a spoiler for this movie, uh, but she was an assassin, and she um, was part of a group of assassins, and it's like this group sort of like backstabbed her and like killed oh. her, and then the movies are basically her going on her revenge tour and like going after all these assassins that tried to get her, and she's like just attacking them one one by one in the way it's sort of like Scott Pilgrim and the evil exes or whatever, but she's. Uh, going through all of them and just trying to hunt them down and, and face face off with them until she gets to bill who is the like leader of the assassins and she wants to kill him uh but uh the one of the first people she fights um part of like the thing she's like i don't remember how long she's in a coma for but she's in a coma for a long enough time where this like group of assassins is like disbanded mm-hmm. so one of the other assassins has a daughter and um the bride gets to goes to this house and they have a little fight and she kills this assassin again not really a spoiler because this happens probably within the first 20 minutes of that movie um but she says and then the daughter walks in and it's just like a five-year-old kid or something and uma thurman looks at her and goes uh you know in or maybe she might the kid must be like ten, uh eight or something like that because then uma thurman says uh if you're still sour about this in 10 years come find me or something and so there's sort of this like kind of tease that there could be a third movie where like this like and they literally they film it you know like 10 years later although we're past 10 years later now this came out in like 2004 right i want to say um but so like having a movie actually take place when uma thurman is actually you know 10 or so years older and then um i don't know if you get the same actress who played the little girl you get a new one <laughs> probably get a new one <laughs> who who's to say that 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 little girl is still acting that's she uh, could be doing anything yeah i'll look her up on imdb right after this <laughs> podcast <laughs> um but yeah they that almost happened it never didn't happen but that's crazy that level of investment to be like what am i gonna be doing 10 years from now you know yeah. i didn't mean i actually i will say that i honestly did not mean this but that's also what happened to the star wars movies they waited 30 years and they were 30 years older or whatever still got it <sighs> I don't, I'm, that's the last time I'm going to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> I really don't mean to keep bringing it up, but it's oddly uh, ties into all of this stuff. Ties into everything. Yeah. Um, I also really like the ending of The O.C., even though Whoa. a lot of people did not watch the fourth season. Um, I I liked it. As a quick reminder, what happened in the... I've se- I think I've seen it, but what happened? So at the end of the third season, spoiler alert, Marissa dies. <laughs> right um and the fourth season is like i'm gonna say, tell you like six months later but i don't know for sure okay like a year um and summer is it brown but then she gets expelled and has to come back jesus uh, because chris pratt gets her kicked out um they um seth and summer um go through some stuff but at the very end the last episode is like 
um, Seth like lets Summer go fulfill her political dreams, but then he, like what? the very last episode is like her coming back on a bus and then them getting married and um, they walk down and then Ryan and Taylor Townsend walk down the aisle together because they're together and in love. Oh. And it's like, and this is also, they get their old house. It's like a good episode. It ends well. <laughs> um, my mind traveled back and forth between mm-hmm. the OC and One Tree Hill. Um, so that was really confusing to follow <laughs> because I made up that in my head. I don't know what Peyton and there we go. <laughs> other people did during this time. Was, um, Chad Michael Murray, I have no idea what he was doing. That's I was like, oh, it's that da da la. Oof. Okay. Um, I did not know any of that happened in the OC. I thought Marissa died. I kind of thought that. I'm not sure. Yeah, she gets killed in a car accident. Oh. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> she was hard to work with. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Oh, she act- was going to leave the show, but actor. I don't think they wanted her to have any way to come back. I think that's what happened. I don't. I can't tell you for sure. Oh, we'll take it as Bible. Yeah. Can't come back. Hmm. <laughs> um... But I just, I just love Seth and Summer's story, and I was glad it got the ending it, it needed. I'm kind of surprised that she wanted to be a politician, not to be. Um, that's what the whole like. That's what it's a part of her awakening. I mean, it's a part of her like, like finding herself in college. But then she gets kicked out because she goes to release some bunnies from a, like, a testing animal testing, and then Chris Pratt doesn't take the fall for it, and he like makes her take all the rap, and she gets kicked out. But she also did wow. it. But she also, she did it, but it was not like he like let it. He was like, we're doing this. Right. If but you she don't would, do it. But even if he had taken the fall. They both should have been kicked out. Right. Right. Well, she, it's not that she wouldn't have been. Yeah. That show took a different turn. I think I've only seen season one now that we're talking about <laughs> it at length. Um, Summer Roberts is one of the best characters ever on television. <laughs> this is so good to know. And Seth Cohen is the love of my life. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's related. <laughs> um, OC comes up as much as Star Wars in this podcast, so I, I'm happy. I'm glad that works out. <laughs> it was such a formative show for me. Um, okay, okay. What do you guys think about uh, the ends of uh, comedy scenes, the buttons on things? Do you think, uh, <laughs> like, so when you're writing comedy or you're watching, like, improv or whatever, mm-hmm. there's a thing called the button. I'm not explaining to you guys. I'm just explaining to non-comedy people who might be listening. <laughs> you know, you got one last funny line, and you're like, boy, that was a funny thing, and then the scene is over. And um, there's, like, the theory that you should write a button and just, like, have an ending joke, something to wrap it up. Maybe a callback to the beginning of the scene. That's, like, a, always a standby. <laughs> That's how Seth Meyers ends every one of his... Uh, uh, a Closer Look. Have you guys ever watched A Closer Look? No. no. They're like his most popular segment, I would say, because he always puts them on YouTube. But they're like a political segment, so it'll be like him talking about something Donald Trump does. And he, every single one of them ends with a callback to like something he said in like one of the first couple sentences of his little monologue. I've huh. taken close care to notice that, that like that's like a purposeful thing. They always like, they're like, and that's why blah, blah, blah. And then the scene, and then it's just over. Oh. Do you feel like it's an effective way to end that? Or do you think that that's kind of just a, not a crutch, but like a simple way to end it? I think it is. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's one of those things that like 
in your brain triggers you to go like that was funny <laughs> or uh... that was clever like i think it's a, i think it is a trick but it's also not a it's not a terrible idea it just i find it interesting that they always and they i don't know there's ever been a closer look where it didn't end with a callback to an earlier joke um, and they put these out like at least probably a couple times a week, I'd say. I watch them on YouTube usually. <laughs> um, so I guess my opinion on a button in an improv scene is that it just should be like, for that scene, the ultimate heightening move. Like, and like, like so much, like a good button is like, you can't, you couldn't do anything with that line. Yeah. It's just a good move and then it has to end. And so the scene has to end. Yeah, I agree with that on improv. I think I also parsed to bring it up because I think on Saturday Night, Li- Saturday Night Live or SNL as some people call it, um, they like don't button any of their sketches. Like there's never buttons. They just sort of end. You guys ever? <laughs> I don't watch Saturday Night <laughs> Have you ever Live. noticed that? Uh, I don't watch much of it, but whenever I watch like a sketch, it just like it ends. Like some of the funniest Saturday Night Live stuff is just like when they parody like game shows or whatever. Like they'll do jeopardy or black jeopardy or something like that and they'll just and they'll go well that's it for jeopardy this week and like that's the end of their scene there's no button they just have like decided sketches over yeah they like close it after they've made the most number of that's interesting so i do watch snl not like live by any means but i'll catch up on some of the sketches mostly on youtube Mm -hmm. and Yeah, I haven't paid attention to the buttons or lack thereof buttons, but I can't think of a sketch that had a button. I would say that they heightened to the point where they couldn't heighten anymore. Um, But then either they'll kind of like close a segment. Yeah. Or, but something about it doesn't feel like a button. I feel like for it to be like a true, true button, there has to be like a departure from the previous rhythm. So even if you're heightening, yeah. there there still needs to be a rhythm shift. And I don't think that they do that unless it's like this segment ended and then it's like ends with how a segment would typically end. Yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Because I feel like, yeah, like take like the weekend update or something. Like they'll have like a bit and it'll, it will go crazy. Like they'll have a character and I'll go crazy, crazy, crazy. But then they're like, they just go back to the desk and they'll just be like, well, that's all the news there was this week or whatever they say at the end. Yeah. Like they, they won't end on that button. If there is a button, they don't, they're not actually ending on it. Therefore it is not a button. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, they, they're closing out. They'll like the, they thank the person. They thank the character for coming on. The character goes off of weekend update and then they like, they close out together as news anchors. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. No, there's a little food for thought whenever you watch uh, SNL or a closer look at they don't, how they end their sketches. These are things I am paying way too much attention to. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very interesting. Sometimes improv scenes just end awkwardly and then that serves as a button. I yeah, feel that's like true. that's common. Yeah. yeah. It's so hard to get a good like edit line because like, sure. you're not responsible for it when you're in a scene. And then, like, I'm a bad editor, I find, because I don't want to interrupt. I think, like, a true, bu- scenes. like, a button on something like improv should be the thing that, like, people were laughing and laughing and laughing or whatever, all the other funny stuff you were doing. And then, like, so- you say something and it's, like, so funny that, like, the crowd is laughing so hard and, like, you're like, oh, what a funny thing. And then it's, oh, then somebody just ends it because then you don't want to, like, <laughs> go back to the improv scene and be like, well, that's it for the 
this transaction or whatever you say like <laughs> and then someone edits like that's not what happened someone will edit the scene at that big laugh line um which i guess they don't do that on snl like i guess if they did they're be like a scene a sketch and then like there's some huge laugh line like you know three three or four minutes into it and then the lights would just go out and then that would be the end of the sketch it'd be a blackout instead of a slow fade to black (laughs) yeah yeah and i guess with a sketch especially saturday night live you don't know what the audience is going to respond to yeah yeah there's definitely a way there's definitely a way that they write on snl where i think they are acknowledging that and in the end of their sketches. So like if they were to air a, a sketch that the audience finds unfunny, um, I think the reason they just end is because they're, because they don't want to f- make people feel bad. They didn't clap at the end or something like that. <laughs> or maybe it's like easier to clap at the end when there's like more finality uh-huh. to it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just spitballing on this part. <laughs> yeah. No, there's like less, they make it more certain and more consistent. And I feel like people clap even if they don't like a segment. Like, yeah, which is interesting that they could end a sketch and because there's enough momentum that people know that it's going on to the next thing, they can still get a response. Yeah. So I wonder if that's related to like the applause sign or something like that so that they don't actually need like a fake laugh. What they need is actually like a loud transition. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been to the places with those laugh, the applause signs before, and it is very strange because people do obey them. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah, uh, you will like, and they'll like tell you like the applause part will like come in the like it's not always at the end of a thing. It might come in the middle if they're just like we want you to applaud at this thing. Um, not every show has them though. But you and I went to a TV recording and there was no applause sign there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The like, um, there was a woman stage, stage manager. manager. She would kind of yeah get people like fired up. Um, <laughs> yeah, which was cool. The, but I'm trying to remember the sketch that they showed that week, whether or not that ended with a button. Because I feel like they're... It did have a little button. It was the one where... Um, we wanted to see Samantha Bee's show. Um, Which, if you can go, I highly recommend it. If you go to Blacklist, you can get you can apply for tickets and they're free. Megan, Megan brought me as her guest. <laughs> yeah, I did. We went the day before the midterms. Um, big episode, it? big day. Big day, big up. Um... <laughs> Um, I believe you can see her us on her like Twitter feed because of it. <laughs> We're in like some weird video. Uh, <laughs> but the sketch was the one where she dressed up like uh, Benjamin Franklin uh, or someone like a founding father. Yeah. And yeah. she was like running in a field and she said something like <laughs> like she was interviewing. Um, well, she interviewed the guy from Ben and Jerry's <laughs> either Ben or Jerry. I don't remember which one. And then she was talking to those people about politics, like dressed as Franklin or something like that. Right. And then she was like running around in a field, I want to say. <laughs> and then there was some narration over it. And that was like sort of the end. A lot of those news ones end that way where there's like some additional narration. Like the Daily Show, I feel like used to do that a lot. They might still. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, not everything has buttons, but a lot does. Depends on where you learn it. I mean, if you do sketch at like UCB, for instance, like. There's usually buttons at the end of stuff there. I try when I write sketch, I try to end with some kind of button um, because otherwise it feels so weird to just end a sketch. I mean, I feel like with like a game show to bring it back to the game show, like there is just like a natural end. So like, why not get there? But then like, if it's just a scene from a life, like end with a button, so you know, yeah, right, that it's over. Yeah, I don't know. I don't write for SNL. <laughs> I probably never will. <laughs> 
I do write sketch, though. If they're looking for people who write buttons, <laughs> things that end in buttons. <laughs> <laughs> I did recently write a sketch about... Uh, it was like Batman, but he had to fill out... Um, he had to fill out paperwork. It's a very funny sketch. Uh, <laughs> by the end, it's just Batman muttering about how much he hates paperwork. And then I even wrote at the end, like, slowly fades to black. So there is no button on that sketch. It's just Batman filling out uh, paperwork. <laughs> Imagine if he had to, you guys. I mean, he had he to fill out so much. Yeah. He has a lot of money. He but he has a lot of bank accounts. Mm-hmm. I feel like then would it end really slowly like it would draw out him with paperwork or how does my thought was like that he or as it was written not just a thought but he's like uh he's writing the paperwork and he's like did i ever catch two-faced with paperwork no no i didn't does catwoman fill out paperwork no i bet she never does it does the penguin blah blah blah. and he's just like ranting about all of his villains and whether they do paperwork or not and just it's supposed to end with him muttering about these things and then yeah just like slowly yeah, pans out and fades to black, and it's just him being <laughs> mad about paperwork. If this sounds really funny to you guys, but check out my sketches <laughs> online. <sighs> good, pr- good plug. Good plug. Yeah. Um, uh, Emily, were you going to say something? <laughs> I I was, but then I thought I felt like I interrupted you. No, I wasn't going to say anything. Okay, you, you go ahead. Um, Megan, do you have any? So your topic is the ending of stories. Do you have any other final thoughts you want to add? Or We're trying to end this story. <laughs> ah, mm. when do you know to end a story? Whenever my timer says we've <laughs> hit a certain amount of time. Uh, no, that was it. I was just curious to get your, your thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, yeah. If you had any, anything more, this was your time. But much like your opinion on uh, the tea, we're, you know how to end your story. Yeah, just let it lie. <laughs> um yeah we never we didn't talk about how we end our stories we time our topics for 30 to 40 minutes (laughs) (laughs) the natural length of story um the uh, end (laughs) yeah well once i started talking about my dumb batman sketch i figured we were winding down (laughs) um also when i'm writing sketches i end them at four pages that's when i feel like i'm done so four pages of Sketch. That's when other people tell me like they feel like I'm done. They're done with my sketch. I yeah. Well, I, at some point I learned that four is about the amount of pages I like to sit through. So now that's what I write. <laughs> Fair. Um, I took one sketch class and I think I generally did four pages because sometimes I did like four and a half because I ran out of ideas. I get it. Yeah, I don't love sketch writing. Mostly, I don't love writing. Mm. Ha ha ha. Yeah, it's related. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever somebody in like a class or a writing group like brings something that's like eight pages long, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> turn it into a sitcom, why don't you? <laughs> uh, Holy shit! I don't say that out loud, but that's how I feel. Yeah, um, that's so. I'm working on a pilot right now, mm-hmm. and I mean that shit. That's it's short and it's long. I don't even understand. It's like a thirty minute single cam. Mm-hmm. How many pages? Right now I'm on page 22, but I've got like another, I mean like 10 to go. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, like you're just clawing at the page. <laughs> Even though I have my outline, it's yeah. still hard. If there's a scene that's challenging, I have to just like devote, like I have to like not have interacted with people that too soon before it. I have to like <laughs> be thinking about my characters and then like, get it i don't know but it's 
So the idea of like, so a four page sketch, I'm like, fine, I can write a four page sketch. <laughs> but right now this is like, it's more daunting for me. That's yeah. fair. Uh, well, good luck. I hope you know how to finish your episode. <laughs> I want to ask you the name of it, but I don't know if you would want to share. Uh, right now, the name doesn't actually correspond to it because it has changed so much. Okay. Um, it's the Untitled Project for okay. now. Wow. Well, that's fitting because it doesn't have a title. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> um, Megan, did you have anything you'd like to promote to the pe- the fine listeners of this podcast? Um, yes, there's one thing. Uh, next month, a group of writers and I are putting up a show called I Don't Date Well. It's the second time we've hosted it. It's a sketch, improv, and stand-up show. Um, it's inspired by various types of failed dating. Um, so we try to be inclusive in that front. (laughs) Um, but yeah, we had at the pit last time. I'm working on kind of setting up a time, but... TBD said hmm. that they would promote the show once we have a venue and kind of the details ironed out. So we'd love to see some of you there. It was pretty fun last time. Um, we had a great stand-up and improv team. So yes. check out know. check out our Instagram and we'll we'll keep you updated on that. Um, I went to the show. It was very funny. I was there in person. Thank you. <laughs> Matt also filmed it. So maybe so there might be some YouTube type of stuff. Ooh. Wow. Maybe. Wow, wow. Can't wait to see if what I filmed is any good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Great. We will keep you guys posted on that. Emily, I believe we have some sort of correction for the we do corrections we corner. We have some stuff from Carly's corrections corner. Ooh. Vamp while you're pulling it up. <laughs> Sorry, I tried to get it before this. There's so many buttons on your phone to press to get to this thing. I'm like watching you go. I'm like, it's just in our email, right? <laughs> but you had to type in your passcode. Okay. Right. Um, we'll start with. To a correction. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from my mother. <laughs> Corrections and updates to the Christmas episode. To, to correct, Emily's father won the Christmas sock competition with mantle stockings to which he attached a string of Christmas lights. They were brilliant. To update, this year's <laughs> theme is Christmas carols. Our tentative plan is to go all in with our young Graham. That's my nephew who's 18 months old, maybe 19. Um, he's very little. Um, as a little drummer boy. And between the innate cuteness and his tippy taps, we should be contenders. And he, he does tippy tap. When you dance, he'll like ask him to dance. He like lifts up his feet really quickly. He's very cute. Um, Merry Christmas to the pod. Your faith, faithful friend, M's mom. Um, Thank you. Also, she sent me some pictures of my hat that I that should have won. I'm going to post on Instagram. They'll already be there by the time you hear this. So please go back and look at that. <laughs> go back several weeks worth of <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, and then she also sent us the overnight French toast recipe that we talked about on the podcast. I will not read it, um, but I will post it so everyone can have it. Yeah, let's put that post up there. Um, it's it's very good. I enjoy it. I like French toast. Okay, I guess we'll plan to post that like where this drops. <laughs> <laughs> maybe um 27th of whatever december today 27th today of the 27th of december today. as we all know uh we'll post it at some point um i'm gonna actually mark it as unread so i can remember to do that um and then we have, the, we have another one it's not a correction oh okay no we have one last one um it's not a correction it says t exchange question mark 
and it's from ah, yes. Sue Pellegrini. And it says, hi, Matt and Emily. You talk about your stockpile of tea a lot. Haven't listened to that episode yet. But I was wondering if you would be interested in a, a tea exchange where listeners could send you, you new tea and trade you for some of the leftovers from the show. I enjoy the podcast. Keep up the good work. And Sue, here's what we have to say to you. We absolutely love that idea. And we are interested. So um, we are going to try to tentatively start and we'll see how it goes. If you email us at tbdpodcast at gmail.com and say, hey, um, we would love to try some of your leftovers of the tea you've had. We will send you two or three samples. And if you feel so willing, you're welcome to send us tea as well. Just email us and we will coordinate that. It's very yeah. loose, very loose thing. We're, loose leaf, loose thing we're doing right now. <laughs> oh, wow. Way to be proactive, Sue. Yeah, yeah. So email us if you're interested. Sue likes listening. Sue, Sue and I went to high school together. Ah. Yeah. Little fact. Maybe middle school too. I guess probably. I would say she's one of our most faithful listeners. It's true. She likes her things. Yeah. Posts on her things. Yeah. Emails yeah. us stuff like this fine idea, which is yeah. very good. Because we have too much tea. She's right. We have too much tea. Especially yeah. Emily. <laughs> I have just the right amount of tea. Um, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Before I feel bad about how much tea I have. <laughs> um well, we're about to wrap up, but I will say, uh, please, please do uh, subscribe to us, however you subscribe to podcasts. Give us a review in iTunes. Um, that, that'd be great. Review or or just like a rating. You don't technically have to review us. The rating is all it takes. You just click five stars. Don't worry about those other four star <laughs> counts. <laughs> just click five stars. And, um, you know, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can always send other emails to that tbd at a tbd podcast at gmail.com you can let us know what you got wrong what we know what you know about triangles yeah if anyone has any thoughts on uh buds versus uh petals yeah yep. if yep. you're a rose scientist rose scientist please if you know um what the thing on a hair dryer that makes the hair go in a more <laughs> specified direction is called <laughs> i thought we clarified that it's um, a focuser yeah well i'm just saying if anyone is a hair cutterer. If you're a wizard hairdresser trying to infiltrate Muggle society, let us know. Yeah. Uh, Megan, thank you for being on. Thank you, Megan. Thanks for having me. Uh, I have been Matt Armando. I continue to be Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD. With Matt Emily. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.